Oh my god, welcome back, baby, to season two blah, blah, of the blah. Northern Steel Podcast. This is episode Gosh. 42. We're still going to go chronologically with it, but this is season two, Chris. How's it feel to be back? God, my my back is aching. You know, I'm having some terrible stomach issues. Uh, you know, so the, bad the world back? is... Oh, no, it feels great to be back. I just thought <laughs> we were talking about our daily struggles. Oh, yeah, no. My life is also in shambles, but it feels good to be back on the podcast talking about the team we love most. Yes, it does. Welcome, Welcome back, our valued, loyal listeners of Six. And if you're new here, hello. Welcome to season two. It's time to catch up to speed, everybody. We last left off on the last after the last week of the Steelers' regular season game against the Browns. And uh, we made our predictions to play about the playoffs. All that went through. Chris, how'd you feel about the playoffs this year? Pretty to the script, no pun intended. I know that was a big meme, but I feel like we guessed the playoffs pretty well about how they're going to turn out. I mean, uh, yeah, I think literally looking back at the, you know, our predictions and what happened, I think we were off by like one, you know, and it really wasn't far off. I think you picked a different Super Bowl champion, and it's not that you didn't want to pick Kansas City. I think I think you were just trying to be different. So I was trying to, ma- I was trying to manifest a, a Bills win, but boy, did they really blow it <laughs> this year in the playoffs. Immediately. Immediately. So, yeah, so uh, Chiefs won. It's Chiefs and Eagles, one seed against one seed. It's very exciting, um, like it usually is. Two good teams. Two really fun times. Um, I uh, the game was really good. It kind of ended on a lame, sour note with the holding penalty for the win. As from a fan perspective, it's kind of a lame way to end that game, but a good, good game nonetheless. What do you think about the Super Bowl, Chris, and the champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, once again? Yeah, it was fun. I, I I enjoyed the game a lot. I thought you know it was well played out. I. I had a feeling Eagles were going to pull it off. Oh, they they fumbled the bag. So uh, here we are, Chiefs are champions, uh, and now it's on to the next the next part, the new season. Mahomes, two Super Bowl wins already, two MVPs, Hall of Fame books probably already stamped, <laughs> and he's got a lot more to go. It's crazy. It's crazy. Rihanna, her halftime show is good. Banger after banger. She didn't move a lot, but I was like, I think she's pregnant. And she was. <laughs> yeah, was she got good. that little bit of a bump. I personally liked the halftime show. I know a lot of people did it, which is surprising to me, but I, I enjoyed the consistency and not having like a bunch of mashups with like 10 different artists. I just forgot how many bangers she had. Although, okay, speaking of mashup though, we don't have to, don't have to stay on this for too long, but... <laughs> Uh, if you are <laughs> familiar with what's going on in the news, she started doing her um, chorus to all the lights, and I got nervous, and I was like, is Kanye going to come out here? I don't think Kanye should be going out here right now. <laughs> uh, maybe not the best move. That's honestly not what I thought you were going to say. I thought because she was pregnant and we said uh, she had some bangers. 
And I was like, hey, hey, yeah, she did. You know what I mean? Like twice. Banging. Yeah. Twice. Oh. That's true. Uh shout out to you, ASAP. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on from that, we headed we head into the off season and um the the classic beginning of the off season starts where there's new coaching hires across the board and coaches being let go. Um, I've left the note to leave up for any coaches I was interested that got hired. And I only wrote down one note because it was the only one that was interesting, but it was the Sean Payton hire to the Denver Broncos. They had to trade uh, to New Orleans a first-round pick, I believe. Denver just give it up yeah. picks left and right for Russell Wilson and now Sean Payton. They're putting all their eggs in the basket to hope that these two moves work out for them. Obviously, Russ did not work out for them last year, but with Sean Payton, I haven't really given up on them yet, but that was a, probably the biggest coaching move across the NFL. What do you think, Chris, about them getting Sean Payton from the Saints? Uh, this is basically all I can say about the whole situation. It basically confirmed what I know about the NFL and their rules and regulations, and that is absolutely nothing. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I do, I knew Sean Payton was retired, I, I, well, I, th- so I thought, and then uh, all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're trading for Sean Payton. I'm like, he hasn't coached in over right. a year. So what do you mean yeah. you're trading for him? And it's confusing. I don't know. It is. It's, it really is. I feel like the NFL is filled with all that stuff. It's like um, when, uh, I, I think I told you this too at the time, but like when Marshawn Lynch had retired from the NFL, but he came back and, um, to, to end up on the Raiders team, or which is his hometown team, he had to be traded from the Seahawks because his contract was still with the Seahawks. So they had to allow a trade for him to go do that. I don't really know how that so, works. That, this all works. <laughs> hypothetical, and we don't have to stay on this for long, but like, let's say you do retire. Yeah. Let's say, like a te- let's, let's say a team signs you for obnoxiously long, like five years, but you know it's the end of your career, and... Uh, you retire after the first year. Do you are you st- technically still under contract for the rest of those five years? Like if you g- came back on year five, like five years after so. being retired. I mean, I think so, but it is a confusing thought because players have tried to use that to their advantage in the past. I remember Rob Gronkowski. He once said a long time ago that the Patriots. He got a rumor that the Patriots were going to trade him to the Lions. And he said, yeah, after that. And he said he was going to threaten to retire so that he wouldn't get traded to the Lions. So wow. I, know, I know situations like that. I mean, he basically did that. He like retired and then came back to play with the Bucks. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how those things work. But that was probably the biggest coach. And then, you know, the Steelers had their own coaching agendas they had to go do. Um, a lot. Uh, so a lot of people left. Um, John Mitchell, gone. Jerry Oslovsky, the inside linebacker coach, gone. And Brian Flores, gone, which was very sad, but obvious. He was overqualified for the position he had. He's now the defense coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we gained Aaron Curry, who was the outside linebacker coach for the Seahawks, but he will be our inside linebacker coach in place of Jerry Oslovsky. Uh, and then we kept Danny Smith and drumroll... Yes, for some reason, against all the odds, against all of Twitter yelling and screaming that we should not do this move, us included, 
The Steelers are keeping Matt Canada. Oh, Canada. Why am I doing the attack on Titans? Uh, I was, I was doing join you. Oh, Canada. I don't know. There it is. And then we just have a giant walking Titan with Canada's face on it being like, Jet Sweep. Jet Sweep. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You can find this video on our TikTok later this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Matt Canada staying is not surprising, but disappointing. No. I think that's all I have to say about that. And uh and I, I the thing the thing is like Kenny really likes him and I think they did it to not stunt Kenny's growth. But you and I talked about how the, um other teams have done that and it's elevated their quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence from year one to year two with a different coaching system better. Herbert one to two better. You know, like like it, it can elevate your players if you put them in the right position. So if he sucks again this year, I like I, you know I, I, I hate to say that we're wasting years, but I beg that we get rid of him if he sucks this year. And it was so tough because, like, I I hear the people making that argument being like, oh, you know, keep it the same for Kenny. You know, he's just learning this offense. We want to keep it consistent for him and everything. But, like, like you just said with those perfectly great examples, they they got a new coach, they immediately did better. Like... Come on, like, I, that's why, you know, I hate to say it, and that's why a little part of me at the end of the season was like, yeah, I love that we're winning. Arr, why are we winning? Because <laughs> now yeah. Matt Canada is probably going to stay, but, uh, you know, I guess maybe he can prove me wrong this year. Uh, who knows? Probably not, but... Probably not. Um, the... Uh, one note about the coaches, the assistant coaches, um, especially since... Aaron Curry was the last coach we had hired, which was a long time ago. Um, now, like a, like a month ago or a couple months ago, I believe the Steelers have the smallest assistant coaching staff in the NFL, which is not a good thing. By it's like very odd. five or six, like yeah. it's a it's a significant number. Like the average coaching staff is like twenty seven people, and like we have. 18. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, something, it's something crazy like that. Yeah. It's it, uh, it's definitely not a good thing, in my opinion. We also have the cheapest coaching staff. I think that shows up on Sundays. Uh, so look for that to be a common complaint throughout the next year when things don't go well. Um, So after they got coaches out of the way, hopefully they're not done, but we never know. I think that coaches out of the way. Then it became time to look at some of the big NFL news for as we get closer to free agency and the other offseason needs. Starting with a lot of the surprising cuts that had happened. Now, some of these cuts have happened recently. Some of them happened earlier on. Uh, there's actually a couple more I just thought of to throw in here, too. But some of the surprising cuts I wrote down was uh, Derek Carr, from the Raiders, even though we kind of knew that after he played us, because he got benched the week after the loss of Steelers. Um, Eric Kendricks, Frank Clark from the Chiefs, Leonard Floyd, Adam Thielen, our hometown boy here, Calais Campbell, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Marcus Mariota. We also ruined his last game playing there. 
So <laughs> those are some of the surprising cuts. Chris, did you find one more surprising than the other? I uh, I mean, God, there are such big names on there. I I was I was honestly so surprised to see like Frank Clark on there, like you were saying before. Like, dude, talk about one of the highest rated you know pass rushers out there and everything, and he's had so much success being with Kansas City. Also, when we were chatting today and finding out that you guys are the same age, that blew my mind because <laughs> yeah. I had always thought yeah. Frank Clark was like with thirty. Like that was weird to me. I I know that oh, they were yeah. trying to shop I him, and uh, I didn't put that on there. You're totally right. Darius Slay got released today. Yeah, he did. He did. Even though he just tweeted with a bunch of big eye emojis, uh, whatever that means. No. Yeah, I know. He's like, it, it's it's. You have to look at the number of eyes, you know, and it spells out Pittsburgh. But yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, no, but I, I just thought that was probably one of the biggest ones because obviously he's been in, in Philly for a while. He's 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 good. He's a yeah. really good, probably one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL right now. So like, I'm just surprised Philly wouldn't try to hold on to him. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. I think I think Frank Clark, Darius Slay were probably the bigger ones. Even Clayus Campbell. I know he's super old, but. Um... I was kind of surprised to see him go, but the Ravens have a whole lot of other issues that they're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, there's also some big trades happening. A lot of these have happened recently as well, too, so this timeline's a little off. But the biggest trades of this offseason have to be Ramsey to the Dolphins for a third-round pick and a backup tight end. We could have done that, but we wouldn't have paid them that much money because we got a new contract afterwards. Uh, Yannou Smith to the Falcons, Darren Waller to the Giants. That's not a bad pickup for a third-round pick was a big one. as well. Yeah. Gilmore to the Cowboys um, for like a fifth-round pick. Every time Gilmore gets traded for a fifth-round pick, I'm like, we could have done that, but alas, we don't. Well, I don't even think we have a fifth-round pick this year, but still. Uh, and then Rodgers to the Jets, probably. He was on the Pat McAfee show today. Aaron Rodgers said that he's playing he's playing and he's gonna play for the Jets, but they just haven't worked out the details yet, so it's not official. So basically it's like he's playing for the Jets or he's retiring. That's what yeah. that's at. It's it's a lot going on right now. It's it's pretty crazy. Um I did you also hear the stuff going on with uh, Rodgers and Adam Schefter? And uh, he was he yeah. was on the yeah, Pat McAfee showing he's just like losing my number. <laughs> yeah, and Adam Schefter showed a screenshot of it. Yeah, just, I thought that was so just funny. Text. I would say like the um, oh, and then the biggest trade. I sorry, I like skipped it because it's the first thing on my notes. The biggest trade probably is the pan the Bears trading already the number one pick away in the draft to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they got the Carolina Panthers. Uh, First of all, first pick this year at number nine, first overall next year, and second, I believe, and DJ Moore as receiver. So pretty big fleece, in my opinion, by the Bears to move up to to go to nine or the Panthers to move to one. And now the Panthers are rumored to maybe they want to trade out of that spot, which sounds asinine to me after they traded all those things. 
but uh, already the draft board's already shaken up, and Panthers are on the clock at number one. Who are they taking? Who do you think? Um, they're probably taking Jalen Carter. Because he's speeding down the road to get to them. Not on the field, apparently, after getting 10 pounds and <laughs> not doing well on his pro day, but just in cars. <laughs> watch watch that clip bite me in the ass when he gets picked at 17 for the Steelers. I really don't want that to happen, but I'm just saying. No. Um, oh, man. So is the big, uh, I, I, I mean, great trade. Great trades there all around. Obviously, some more trades can still happen, but that's what's been happening so far in the NFL. And then we move on to some of the Steelers' own moves. The Steelers have, they, they kept Anthony Miller. They um, signed Quincy Roche, which was great. Get him back from the whole Hell draft yeah. pick, who we liked. You and I both liked him. Um, and then they cut mm-hmm. William Jackson. Surprise, surprise. And Carlin's Platel. If you don't know who he is, don't worry about it. But those are the people we had cut and got rid of. I just got two things to say about this list, about two very specific players. Uh, Carlin's uh, Platel, uh, yeah. you will be missed. Uh, you never yeah. played uh, in a game, but uh, I appreciate you. Yeah. Yep. And then the second one is we all know Quincy Roche will end up back on the Giants halfway through the season. I hope True. it doesn't happen, but it will happen. William That's Jackson, it. you were... Uh... Once a high touted draft pick for me, I was kind of excited we got the trade, and then you never played a snap. So thank you for your service and doing nothing. Appreciate that. <laughs> Bunch of weaves over here. Um, now, finally, we move on to some free agency. We kind of so that that kind of catches us up to speed. There'll be a little bit of this too, and which we got, we did that pretty fast, Chris. I'm so surprised, but that's great because we've been yeah, we did, we did. Well, we need to dwell on all those things in the past. So that's good. So now to catch up to speed of free agency, here's some of the big things that I wrote down. I mean, obviously, players have gone all over the place. I didn't write down every single player; just a couple of things that I noted on. Um, Derek Carr going to the Saints. If I remember more, I'll say them. If you want to know about quarterbacks, Derek Carr to the Saints, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks, uh, Lamar. Jackson got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that other teams can uh, try to sign him to a contract and the Ravens have to match it. And if they can't, the Ravens get two first-round picks from said team. Kind of looks like, you know, a little bit of collusion going on. I didn't say that. You said it. You didn't say it. We didn't say it. Someone said it. No, no. I read it. I I didn't say it. But a bunch of franchises don't want to do the dirty work for the Ravens. Don't want to offer a contract, which is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> Excuse me, but you know I don't really care because I whether whether Lamar stays or goes, we play well against Lamar anyways. So it doesn't really bother me. But crazy to say the least, the franchise window open the free agency window opened up today for Lamar to speak to other teams. Will he be on another team? Probably not. He'll probably be on the Ravens. But the Ravens were looking at other quarterbacks today. Like Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield did not get either one. Uh, gross. Daniel, <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, Daniel Jones got, and gross quarterbacks, Daniel Jones got a four-year, $160 million extension. 
Dude, overpaid. I'd pay him $4 million. Yeah. Four, I I give him a four month, $16 deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Four year, $4 million deal, a mill a year. I mean, that's not too bad for Danny Dimes. It's a lot of dimes if you think about it. That's true. That's a lot of dimes. He doesn't do this on the field, but there's a lot of dimes. Now, the. No. Uh, 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 supposedly, his last two years of his contract are made in a way where it's pretty easy for him to get out of. That it's pretty easy for them, I should say, to get out of this contract. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't care. I don't care about the numbers. I'm not. I'm not a GM. I, the contract what? to me is stupid. <laughs> what was it? The the Giants are like, here's your contract, and he's like, wow, four years, like forty million dollars every single year. This is amazing, and then they're like. What's my guarantee? And they're like, so here's the thing. We're going to guarantee 20 mil. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. We're going to guarantee. We, will, we can guarantee you that if you suck, we will cut you. That's <laughs> for this contract. <laughs> Sign um, right here. So, Saquon Barkley got the tag, and then it came to actual free agency. Uh, Javon Hargrave went to the 49ers, did not, no reunion for the Steelers, unfortunately. Sad. Um, TJ, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds who people kind of wanted to join Terrell Edmonds, both went to the Bears. Uh, every single inside linebacker prospect people wanted went everywhere else but to the Steelers, besides the one. Which I guess we'll get to. I don't even know if he was a prospect, but we did sign somebody. Uh, Cam Sutton, we lost to the Lions, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Cam. And then that hurts. We also lost Bobbert Spillane to the Raiders. Uh, rest in. I'm just kidding. See you later, yeah. bud. <laughs> Good luck. Dude, finally, I could. Well, Good luck to I you. can I be happier that Spillane is out of here. I I know a lot of people are like, well, he's a hard-hitting linebacker. Like, yeah, if this was like the early 2000s, I'm sure Robert Spillane would be a fantastic linebacker, but it's just it's just not the play style of the linebacker anymore. You need a Shazier guy basically all the time. Yeah, and that's hard to come by, and uh, I don't know it if is. we're to get that as either. Oh, and then Juju... Today to the Patriots. So I'll get Juju back either. Boo. Boo. But that does not mean that Omar Khan has not been cooking, baby. He's been cooking something up. And here's what the Steelers have done in the free agency so far. They have re-signed <laughs> Demonte KZ to a two-year deal. No details yet. Larry Ogunjobi to a three-year deal worth $28 million. Average of 9.5 a That's year. a lot. It is. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but the defensive line market was a lot. So, in the grand scheme sure. of things, it's okay. Also, defensive line's pretty weak for us. So, it makes sense to lock something down for a little bit of time while we figure that out. Um, yeah. We had signed the freedoms that have come here. We've signed Nate Herbig, huge offensive guard, 6'5, 360, a mountain of a man. For two years, $8 million, cheap contract. He's from the Jets. Uh, excited about him, Chris. We watched his tape um, as he got signed. He had some great plays blocking the Steelers when the Steelers put the Jets this year. 
Um, he's the sixth highest rated run uh, run blocker in the NFL, according to PFF, a site that I hate, except when the stats help my agenda. <laughs> what say you, Chris? <laughs> How did you feel about Nate Herbig? Uh, I was really excited about it. I mean, I think uh, at first, obviously, you play the game of like, who is Nate Herbig? Uh, and then you you actually look into them and he, he sees some clips and everything like that. And it got me really excited. I I I know that Nate Herbig might not necessarily be the best um, pass blocker uh, out in the game. But like you said, he's one of the top rated in the uh, running game, uh, run blocking, which is fantastic. I know we kind of picked up a running game there at the end of the season, but like if this is something we can start off week one and push that all the way through, I mean, heck, there's no reason Najee cannot pick up like 1,500 yards next year, right? Like uh, ideally, Ooh, which would be like great. Um, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to speak it into existence a little bit. And, and the other thing I want to say that I like about it is uh, it – it pushes Dotson a little bit. Like, Dotson is not safe in his spot. In fact, I really think Herbig's going to win the job. But that's also good for us because Dotson is penalty prone. The dude right. committed so many penalties, and that just hurt us so right. much going down the line. Every drive, like, you have a young quarterback and you're trying to build momentum. Building momentum's tough with a rookie quarterback. Even if you are going well, once you get to that red zone, it's a tough game to play, man. So, right. you know, you got you to gotta stay clean. Nate Herbig, you know, is is a clean player. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him and how he can contribute to our offensive line. Yeah, he um, he stays aggressive. Even though he's super big, he attacks the second level. He attacks linebackers. He has a high motor for as big as a guy he is. He might not be the best passing lineman, but I think overall it's an upgrade over Dotson if he plays the potential he can play. Uh, the Steelers also signed an inside linebacker, Cole Holcomb, linebacker from the Ooh. Washington Commanders. 46 years old, it's a three-year deal. We do not have the details on that deal yet, so could be bad, but <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, Cole Holcomb is a tackling machine. He wore the green dot for Washington last year, so he's a smart player. He Runs the plays. He understands the plays. He's got good play recognition. He's a very strong athlete with a high RAS score. Uh, RAS score, if you're not familiar, is uh, what's it? it's rating athlete score. What's the R stand for? And something athlete score. I was trying to think of some bullshit to tell you, but I couldn't even think that fast off the top of my head. So uh, we'll go. We'll go rating athlete score. Um, they use that to, for. All athletes coming out of the draft on um, a 10 is the perfect score you can get. People like Calvin Johnson have gotten a 10. Jordan Davis, it's pretty rare to get a 10. Uh, Kenny Pickett's got got a 9.93, just saying, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, Cole Holcomb got a 9.84, I think, a very athletic guy. Um, decently fast, he, he, awareness and stuff. However... It seems like he has the same problems as linebackers of ours have had in the past. Um, coverage is definitely not good. I think, what was that stat I read? Should I try to find it on Twitter real quick that I sent it to you? <laughs> oh, it was like, I, I, I read it so many times. It's like, in his four years with Washington, he allowed 135 receptions 
on 180 targets for yeah. 1,205 uh, yards. Yeah. Am I good so far? Uh, Can I keep going? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, eight touchdowns. Yeah. And and he allowed a passer rating of 100.25. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. Pretty good. Thanks. I mean, it's pretty good if you remember it. It's not pretty good for those stats. Those stats are ass. Um, no, the stats are pretty atrocious, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, so as a coverage linebacker, not great. Um, I, I I hear he does better covering short down running backs, screen plays, flats, uh, something small there. But anything higher like a wide receiver slant or a tight end post, goodbye. You know. So um, he, he, but but you know when you think about a team like, unfortunately with Devin Bush and the linebackers we've been having who've been kind of flat footed. And stay in the lane. He seems yeah. like a very solid tackle machine, run defender. It's hard to be. It, it, it's it's like a slight up upgrade. It's not a f- complete fix. Although they did give him a three year deal, so maybe they think that he can they can pull something out of him. Maybe they think yeah. that mullet. Maybe they think uh, like when Devin Bush had dread powers. Maybe he thinks that they got he's got mullet powers. I don't know, but uh, maybe they think that he can sustain some kind of consistency. He does have injury history too. Um, but that is a linebacker spot, and they they filled a spot of need for sure. And I'm totally okay with it. I mean, like you said, it's it's not a complete fix at the position, but at the same time, you know, especially after Devin Bush's ACL injury, he was a completely different player. He he wouldn't shoot gaps like he was very hesitant. He let blocks come to him rather than rushing into them. You know, all those little things make a difference. Sounds like Cole Holcomb is. Uh, a hell of a tackler, and he likes to uh, be aggressive and get in there. Uh, you know, if that helps our run game and everything, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, hopefully, our defensive backs and and everything can kind of you know pick up pick up some of his slack. But you know, I, I still think it's definitely a position of need that we're going to be addressing possibly in the draft. I agree. Uh, and then before we get to our last free agency, I just have I'm on Twitter right now, so I have some Twitter news. Sounds like Darius Slay, the Eagles are having a hard time letting go of Darius Slay. Obviously, he's a good player. So trying to find a way to keep him still. Even though he already said his goodbyes. <laughs> trying to find a way to keep him. Um, Miles Sanders went to Carolina. I know you know that, but people if the people if you don't know that, he's in Carolina. But he got a pretty big deal. Four years twenty five million dollars. Is not bad. Wow. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Vikings are keeping Alexander Mattinson. They gave him a contract extension, which is further cementing that maybe Dalvin Cook will be traded, potentially. Do you know how much Jamal Williams got with New Orleans? Oh, Jamal Williams went to New Orleans, by the way. Yeah, um, the swag kage. Dude, he's like my favorite player that's not a Steeler, I swear. <laughs> the um, I, I completely agree. I think he had like a three-year deal, 22 mil, I thought. Good for that's him. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Ugh. Uh, anyways. I just want to catch up on Twitter news. Okay. So then the last... The last free agent that Omar has gotten so far after 
Kevson unfortunately left to the Lions for a three-year, $33 million deal. The Steelers have signed Patrick Peterson. Two-year... About time! <laughs> two-year, $14 million deal. Uh, 5.8 guaranteed in the first year. He's a, no, a low cap here for the second year. Chris says about time because if you follow us on Instagram... I had combined a photo. I remember in 2018, you guys, um, it was rumored that the Steelers could get him at the trade deadline, and I was obsessed. I was on Twitter every day. Steelers, Patrick Peterson. Put those two keywords together, trying to find any information I could. And I remember Antonio Brown, before he went crazy, had tweeted, Patrick Peterson to the Steelers is an automatic chip. Automatic Super Bowl. And I found, I took that tweet from 2018, I slapped it on this picture now. Five years later, Patrick Peterson is a Steeler. <laughs> and uh, it's not the same, but it's still exciting. I'm feeling really good about it. You know, I uh, I agree. Patrick Peterson is a highly uh, rated, highly regarded uh, defensive back and and that's something that we just have not really had in a while. I know we had Joe Hayden, which was great. I miss Joe. I love Joe. But kind of the same situation here where we got Pat, we're getting Pat Peterson tailoring towards the end of his career, just like we did Joe. But heck, if he can play at the level that he did last year, I mean, last season he had five interceptions. Right. You know, Pat, Patrick Peterson has a high motor. He's still playing at a very high level. Um, you know, obviously you have haters out there. That are like, oh yeah, he's gonna crumble. He's 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 gonna fall apart. But you know what? Right. I think he's gonna do great. He's gonna go out there representing the black and gold. He's gonna wear number seven, and it's gonna be awesome. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But that is that is a good point though. That like before you jump in more, Patrick Patrick Peterson, we uh, we saw a lot of people online, a lot of yinzers, a lot of. Psychopaths like <laughs> Mark Madden. Uh, that's my impression of Mark Madden eating food and trying to breathe. Um, <laughs> uh, freaking out about Patrick Peterson wanting to wear number seven for Pittsburgh. If that is, if you are one of those people that got really upset by that, open your brain and understand that that was never going to happen. He can want number seven all he wants. It just wasn't going to happen. You don't have to get mad about it. You don't have to be like. This guy's a piece of shit for wanting number seven. If he gets number seven, I'll never watch the Steelers again. Good. Use your brain. He wasn't going to get number seven. Ever. So I, that was, I read that and I went, yeah, of course he wants number seven. Oh, well. Like, uh, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. So don't take it to heart. It's not a big deal. But anyways, back to the things that actually matter. Peterson's stat. Uh, it was sad to lose Cameron Sutton, obviously, homegrown guy for the Steelers. We drafted him. He's gotten better and better every year. He had a great year last year. I don't remember how many picks he had. Three, potentially, if not four. So he had three picks? He had three, yeah. Should have had like um, five, but... Yeah, he did drop a couple, eh. but still, he was really good last year. But um, Pat Pete having five picks, he also had a better pass rating against quarterbacks than Sutton did. Uh, Patrick Peterson had a 66 rating against. Uh, Sutton had a 71. Um, I, I, I I think, you know, Cameron Sutton plays a lot of different positions, so it's not like a true upgrade, but in a sense, it kind of is. 
at least for a little while while we try to maybe figure something out and still we'll probably still draft a quarterback high depending on how the rest of free agency goes um but yeah I, I, like you said i think it's exciting i, I still think they do well and also let's keep in mind too patrick peterson had a good year with the vikings last year and the vikings defense was not good i think the main reasons why they're trying to like resell everything because their defense was terrible now you put them on our defense and you know we're not the best defense in the world but if tj watt's healthy it's gonna make life easier for you and he could do well especially with Minka back there too yeah, absolutely. It'll, it'll be cool to see that dynamic uh, and and see what it can become. So I'm excited for that. Well, it'd be cool is uh, to watch Patrick Peterson and Pickens in training camp battles. And by cool, I mean terrifying. Uh, bring it on. I'm ready for it. <laughs> so those are all the moves that Omar has done so far. I think it's uh, been a pretty... I think it's been a good free agency period. I think he's plugging holes where he needs to plug. And I think where there's still some moves to be made uh, left, we're going to touch onto that for a little bit because this is honestly went a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, but with some of these moves, um, I think he's doing a good job. But there's, I still think there's a lot of moves left to be made to get some of other people. Um, Omar can still restructure contracts. I've seen, we've seen teams. All uh-huh. across the league, the Dolphins, uh, one of them too, who restructured Tyreek and then to get like forty million back in their cap space. Like we should be restructuring TJ's contract, Cam Hayward's contract, DJ's contract, maybe even Minka's contract to get some of this cap number back. I think we should be releasing more people too. I don't believe in a Keller Witherspoon. I think you got to cut him. That's four million back. Um, Miles Jack, we only have three linebackers on our roster, so it's hard. And I like Miles Jack. It's hard to say to cut him. But he is ten million against the cap, so be so you could you could go again. They're not going to cut Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, I know they like him as a backup. I would cut him because it's ten million against the cap as well. Mm-hmm. So they can make other moves. But there's but even if they don't make those specific moves with Miles Jack and Mitch, there are moves to make to get other players in free agency. And I think uh, if they go if they get a edge. Depth, a wide receiver, uh, maybe another D lineman, yes, maybe another maybe another quarterback. I think I'd be happy. I agree. I I feel like the the positions that are big time for me. I would agree with the defensive lineman, and then also the edge. We've seen it before in the past. I mean, yes, we have a fantastic duo. You know, most teams are not as lucky and fortunate as we are to have a player like TJ Watt and even Alex Highsmith, who had an unbelievable career year last season. Shout out to you, Alex Highsmith. Um, For sure. You know, I I feel so confident with those guys, but we saw what happened when TJ Watt got out. You know, yep. we tried to replace them with, well, not replace them. You can't replace them. But we, we tried to fill in that large hole with Malik Reed, you know, it's in, in other guys. And it just, it doesn't work. So it'd be nice to get some kind of depth. Like you said, you know, Bud Dupree's out there. He's a guy who knows the system. Like, yeah, he's old, but at the same time, like, 
you know, maybe maybe Tennessee didn't use him to his advantage. Uh, you know, the way the way he is used to playing and and so he's a big name out there that I I'd really like to get back in the lineup. And then yeah, same with defensive linemen. I feel like if we don't get a defensive lineman, it's definitely a position of need in the draft. And yeah. I don't know if I wanna go high on a defensive lineman. You know what I mean? I Yeah. I I feel like that's a position I'd rather address in free agency than in the draft. However, this year. This year. Yes, yes. Although looking at it futuristically too, Cam is getting old. I hate to say it. He is getting old and we need depth there. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the right move is. Hopefully Omar does. <laughs> yeah. Um I I agree, and, and I think the with the free agency kind of laying itself out, um, finishing out, however it does finish itself out, that will kind of tell us. It, it, we've already gotten a pretty good picture of probably what they're going to do in the draft with the moves they made. But if they make some of these other moves, I think that will really clear it out. So I have the available free agents here, Chris, and I was going to name some names in some of those positions that I think I would like to see. Um, sure. Starting with outside linebacker depth. Now... We've gone to this issue before because Melvin Ingram is a free agent again. I'm not going to say that I want him. But if we brought in one of these guys on a name basis that I know of even, that has to be okay with being a depth piece. Alex Highsmith has earned his place to start. We, the, so if we sign one of these guys, they're not starting over Alex. I'm, there's, there's Absolutely no not. He's earned his place. He's starting. These people need to be... I understand that there are depth pieces, rotational pieces behind Alex and TJ, and they have to deal with that the way it is. That's why I do think Bud Dupree would work that way. He's had really two terrible years in Tennessee with injury history. He had injury history with us. Now you're reducing this playing time a lot, and you put him in a system he knows, the plays he knows. I think he'd be a good rotational piece behind Alex and TJ. So Bud Dupree is a person I'd like to see. Um, but as far as other bigger names, uh, Leonard Floyd, he's good, obviously. He's a guy who probably wants to start, so that's probably not going to happen. But it'd be sweet to have a guy who could trust him. Uh, but a different guy who's 32 years old, um, he has started the pass, but he got released and maybe his time is dwindling, is Marcus Golden. I believe last year he had nine sacks um, for the Cardinals. And he could be a good huh. rotational piece, potentially. A little older guy as well, too. Uh, and also, I would say Anthony Barr, old Viking player. He was uh, on the Cowboys last oh. year. He's 30. Um, I, he obviously didn't start for the Cowboys. He's already a free agent with them. And uh, I wouldn't mind his skill set being a rotational piece as well. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. Uh, I was... I was just saying while you're searching, I I like all those players. I, I Anthony Barr is a is a very interesting name to me just because, you know, he's a Minnesota guy. We we saw him play here for many many years, and obviously he was the the face of that defense for a long time. So it'd be interesting yeah, what that could totally. look like. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about defensive line. And if we couldn't, you know, defensive tackles probably still on the board early, but if we couldn't go, if we couldn't get either of those positions, a defensive line is another position we could use in free agency. We've already done that with Ogunjobi, and we could do that again 
with someone else here. So now, you know, this first name is going to cost a lot of money, but we already mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Frank Clark. I mean, he's a beast. You know, that is nuts. <laughs> it would be nuts. And it's one of those things where, like, the more the time passes, the more you have to think his numbers dwindle on what a contract looks like for him. You know, because Levante David, who we didn't get, but Levante David got released by the Buccaneers, and we were thinking, like, oh, it'd be cool to get him, but I don't know what his contract looks like. And then he got resigned to the Buccaneers for one year, $7 million. Nothing crazy. You know? Um, yeah. I think the more time, like, like Frank Clark is a name that to me should have been gone already, but he's not gone. Oh, absolutely. So the more the time passes, the more you kind of think, well, what does that number look like? Who knows? But Frank Clark could be cool. Robert Quinn was good at one time. He was not good for Philly last year in the trade. He was oh. lost in that rotation. But, you know, death piece, 32. I mean, we don't... Uh, it makes sense that he was not good for Philly because Philly has so many studs on the D-line. We don't. We have Cam Hayward as a stud, Ogan Joby, who's good, and then that's yep. it. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. So Robert Quinn maybe could do well. He's 32 years old, though, but you never know. Uh, but someone maybe even more, so a guy who's, who's, who's kind of like Ogan Joby up and down, but a younger player, is Yannick Nagakwe. The Nagak Gok himself. The Nagak Gok 3000. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah exactly. let's get him. I agree. I, I think I would love to see him on the, I don't know what his contract looks like. He has not been picked up yet either. I haven't heard any rumors about him. Uh, but he's a guy wow. I know a lot of Steelers pages like Matthew Ioannidis from Carolina. I don't really know much about him. He's not as big as a name to me, but, you know, if people think he fits the bill, then he fits the bill. Plus, it's, it's just D-line depth. I think you need more. I don't even need more D-line players. I would like to see them attack one of these positions. Um, Clowney's out there. I don't think that's going to happen, though, to, to be honest. Uh, there's, like, some defensive tackles, potentially. Uh, Shelby Harris, but he's pretty old at 31. Um, Akeem Hicks, who I wanted last year, but that's not going to happen. He's 33. Clayus Campbell's out there, which would be hilarious to steal from Baltimore, even though he is 36 uh -huh. years old. Did we sell uh, Wormley? Yes. I but think he's so. injured, right? So No, he's a, he's a free agent. Is he? Both, both Wormley and Alu Alu are free agents. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr., D-line. He's better around the block, but he, he can be good in the right circumstances. Trey Flowers can be pretty decent. Uh, JPP. JPP is a free agent. Uh, Shaq Lawson from Buffalo. Andrew Billings we've talked about as a defensive tackle. He's somebody who I wanted in the draft at the time. And the Bengals took him ahead of us, and he's kind of been around the block here and there to different things. Isaac Rochelle, I've heard that name for with the Raiders. I'm pretty sure he had a pretty decent year last year. I mean, there's 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 a lot of names out here. I mean, Jannard Avery's still out here, baby. Bring him back. <laughs> Honestly, we just need a big body who cannot be moved, who yeah. can maybe shed a block here and there. Yeah, there's 
there's a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of options here. And it's just crazy when people have not been picked up yet. So I feel like the more the time passes, the more that you can see some of these numbers for these players go down. But those are yeah. a lot of different options I would like to see on maybe the line to get. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Go. I mean, so we, we, we already got Patrick Peterson, which is great. But right. I'm just going to go to quarterback real quick just because I want to bring this up. I don't know if I talked about this on um, on the podcast today. But like Marcus Peters is a free agent from Baltimore. How he has not been picked up yet, I don't know. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that we like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy with Patrick Peterson, but to like not go after Marcus Peters at all or no team is nuts considering some of the other guys who had been picked up is insane to me. Yeah. He's a good player. I I mean, there's a lot of big names out there that are I have I have I haven't even heard like rumored to go anywhere, which is surprising no. to me. So they they Cal- gotta be coming Cal- and you know they're gonna get some big number some somewhere. Yeah. Ra- Rocky Sib, who was people have wanted to connect to us, the Steelers, uh as we're out there. Mike Hughes, who's young, Eli Apple, hilarious. He's not well, I don't want him. Uh, Artie Burns, bring him on back, baby. Uh, Grady Williams, Bryce Callahan. I mean, there's tons of guys, quarterback-wise, that you could get to spill. Sidney Jones. I mean, there's ton- there's tons of dudes, you know, that you, that you could get to like add some more depth to your raw to your position there at quarterback. Because I don't think we have a lot of depth right now, especially to get rid of Weatherspoon. Because I've had enough of him. <laughs> Uh, and then probably last, Chris, what do you think, like wide receiver? Yeah, let's let's look at that. I mean, last for wide receiver, I think it'd be nice to get a veteran kind of player uh, at wide receiver. Someone who, uh, I guess preferably someone can play the slot, right? But be oh, but as a veteran, uh-huh. I like feeling. We're, we see the Vikings play. We like Thielen. I, I don't know if he'd be comfortable playing the slot, but he is older. I think he can play the slot, personally. Yeah. I like Thielen. I like, uh, I don't know, Randall Cobb is old, but that's a veteran guy. I mean, he's, he's as old as Thielen is. Um, Jarvis Landry, another one of those veteran guys. I would I would take Jarvis Landry. I take uh, uh, you know, McCole um, Hardman, who's fast as fast as F boy, so fast. There's a couple of names here that could still work out wide receiver. Steven Sims, I'm just kidding. He's a he's a free agent now, oh, unfortunately. Well. Like Darius Slayton's a free agent for the Giants. Like what? I'll take him. You say Darius Slay? Di- Slayton. I'll take him. Yeah, Darius Slay. Yeah, for sure. T. Y. Hilton, thirty-three. I'll take him. Okay, he yeah, if that was like for, four years ago, I would do it. I don't know. He kind of popped off for Dallas last year. Did? He? Yeah, when he came in, finally. No, no, those are kind of like oh. the big. Those are like some other uh, free agent 
positions and, and players that I think you look at, but, there, but there's still so many people on the board, Chris. So it's hard to, it's, it's hard to just shut it down. I mean, it's hard to say that they're done or, or, or uh, they're going to be whatever. I think there's still a lot of moves left to be made and we will cover those moves and update you as they go along because we're back, baby. We're here. We got the podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. It, I've been looking forward to this for a, a while. Dom and I have been uh, on the phone uh, probably more often than what we should be, but it's it's fun. You know, it's it's uh, it's great getting back to it. Um, I've, I feel like it's been way longer than what it has been. Um, but honestly, yeah, I've been looking forward to uh, recording this for a while. So uh northern steel's back season two so i think moving forward if you're curious and you're excited to hear more of the podcast for the next six weeks leading up to the nfl draft chris and i will be picking a position of need for the steelers picking three players each like like just like we did last year profiling the players um you know top players middle players uh from one position profile them talking about them in the podcast um to give insights and honestly I'm telling you right now, Chris and I did a really good job at picking players last year. Uh, we drafted three of them, four of them. We drafted four of the players that we looked at uh, and we did notes on. Kenny. Kenny, Kenny George, Calvin. DeMarvin. Oh, yeah, we did. So we, we drafted uh, four players that we did little tidbits on. And uh, we had a big whiteboard of players that we liked, and uh, and we could do that too for fun. We can kind of look back to see who we missed out on and, and who had, or who ended up doing well, you know. Um, but you, we will hear, start off with that. What do you guys say? You hear, you hear that world? We're credible. We know what we're talking about. All right, look at the facts. Show me the car facts. All right, we, there it is. We we don't we don't just show up and and just say random nonsense we know we we have insight all right yeah no one's telling us to to lose our numbers all right <laughs> all right we <laughs> listen to us please and follow no us we appreciate it. it we appreciate we appreciate everything <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll pick a position next week um do you want to pick a position now or do you want to say save it as a, as a surprise no let's do it right now well, I would say one of the hottest positions to pick, probably cornerback, is is rumored to be our number one pick, or at least a high pick. So we can do so. We'll, we'll do some cornerbacks for next week. Uh, I'm gonna let you know right now. I, you know, I just said that we kind of go from high, middle to low. Uh, these are probably all gonna be high-rated cornerbacks. I don't think we're gonna. Pick, I think we will draft a cornerback, but it's definitely not gonna be after. It's gonna be before round three. So there's no yeah. reason to pick anybody super late, in my opinion. Absolutely. And it's so deep, which is why, like, depending on what we do for the rest of free agency, it could switch up. But you we're, we're going to go high with quarterback. So, uh, yeah, listen, listen in next week to hear our takes and uh, see who we're going to pick. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Northern Steel Podcast, episode 42, season two. Thank you for listening. My name is Dominic. This is Chris. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pizza Hut General, uh, Winnie Hut General, Super Winnie Hut General. Chris, do you have any final words?
I do. Uh, okay. Go Steelers. Oh, tickles my eardrums. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.